All right, everybody. Hello and welcome back to the 306 Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, here recording on the Tuesday evening of October 24th for our 101st episode of the podcast. Seems fitting here. Uh, we did episode one together, Armin, just the two of us. And here we are doing episode 101, just the <laughs> two of us here. Uh, Zach has some uh, some family obligations this evening here. So it's just uh, myself and Armin doing uh, episode 101. Uh, it seems like apparently 100 episodes ago, we just did the same thing here. Um, but Armand, tell the folks here listening at home, I know lots of people here in Saskatchewan listen to the podcast, lots of guys that are football guys, not only fantasy football guys, but also, you know, high school football and just community football guys as well too. An absolute huge W for the boys this past week. So let's uh, let's run through that a little bit here and... Uh, Let's, uh, I guess, not only talk about that, but uh, talk about what you guys got going on this week, too. Oh, yeah. Well, I got to set this up first. It was the first round of playoffs in the new North Saskatchewan uh, Rural Football League. And uh, um, it was Crosstown Rivals, man. And um, St. Mary versus Carleton. Carleton had a great season. They actually, like, they, they stomped the league all year long if I'm being honest, um, went, uh, four and oh in league play and, uh, and nobody was even really close to touching them. And then here we are little St. Mary's. I think I told you last week, we just punched our ticket in beating Lloyd, um, in the final game of the regular season there, but we, we had a pretty dominant game against them 31, nothing. Um, so we were pitted one verse four in the, in the first, playoff round here and uh man it was a barn burner holy um but we we came away with the upset a uh 32 28 uh win came down to the last play of the game but um i'm really proud of our boys they they fought through some adversity and those carlton boys didn't give up either man no we had we had i think three fumbles throughout the entire game we had two fumbles in our first two drives and went down 14 nothing after like a few minutes of play but our boys hung in there chipped away eventually took a lead and and uh yeah it was it was a as the newspaper said an instant classic um people will be talking about it for a long time those final 2 minutes of the game was like the most intense and stressful 2 minutes of my coaching life and um, I'm v- going to be very fond of the memories of that game, but I was not enjoying those last two <laughs> minutes. It was so stressful, man. <laughs> what a what a bunk day! Because uh, I I had full intentions of going to that game because I thought it was the Friday for some reason. I think it was a newspaper maybe said it was the Friday. I can't remember. Yeah, how it was originally scheduled as the Friday, um, but because of the Raider game on Friday, they wanted to move it so that it the parking lot would have a bit more room in it. And then also you're not competing with the Raiders trying to get people out. So it like, it packed the field. Like there was a lot more fans than there would have been if we had played on Friday, but the newspapers got it wrong. And so then we had to be like spreading it through word of mouth to make sure everyone knew it was Thursday. Well, I was so choked because like our school, we did our school Halloween dance that Thursday. So obviously I was very obligated to be at, uh, at the dance and it was a great time. I had fun. Lots of families were there, but like, 
I was super invested in trying to find out the score. <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden, I heard, like, you know, I, I, would, I didn't know what to expect. I, I was just hoping for a good football game. That's really all I wanted. And, like, obviously, I want PA football to do well. I want Saskatchewan football to do well. But uh, there's there's no surprise here. I got a soft spot in my heart for St. Mary football. And <laughs> I definitely bleed blue when it comes to that sense. But uh, I heard 14-9. And I was you know what? Like, if they let St. Mary hang around long enough, they're they're gonna scare some people here and i was just trying to get updates like the whole time trying to get updates and finally <laughs> i get a snapchat just as we're cleaning up uh, i guess snapchat that saint mary is currently winning i think it was 38 20 32 28 i think which ended up being the final yeah. i was like hey, i was like oh my god i'm freaking out i'm freaking out i was like hey like i need to know what's going on how much time like do i need to get to the field and so i was, I was texting a buddy that was there and he's like no there's like under a minute left and i'm like well who's got the ball and he's like uh carlton does and they're marching the field so i'm like oh my god like i'm freaking out so then we're snapchatting back and forth and finally i'm like <laughs> man like just just snapchat live me like just facetime me so he facetimed me for the last like 28 seconds of the game so i gotta watch oh, yeah. the the completion <laughs> the completion and then whatever four seconds left to final play of the game and i'm checking the doors making sure everything's locked and everything the school's good and i'm like jumping up and down freaking i was like this I was, like I, I even said like that's probably one of the biggest wins in you know in, in saint mary football history like obviously we have the div two championship with probably like other than like going throwback to like some some throwback St. Mary football, but in recent memory, like that Div Two Championship, the very first one's got to be up there. Yeah, and <clears throat> then the other Div Two Championship we had when we had the rematch against Carlton at home, that one would be up there. That was a great football game. That was very very entertaining. Yeah, and this one somewhere in the mix of that top three. Like, oh man, like yeah, like just especially yeah. because of the underdog like you guys were the underdogs yeah. in this one like heavy underdogs so it, it was uh very much a cinderella story i, I would yeah. say for uh for this one yeah very very heavy underdogs and you know it was just gotta give it to our boys um our leaders showed up and when we were down 14 nothing they kept a cool head on their shoulders and just kept playing kept chipping away um and then yeah, some big plays at the end of the game. We had a grade 10 safety save a touchdown, a huge, it would have been a huge play. And he came screaming across the field as the wide receiver. It was a little wide receiver screen and he was, he got past the the corner and the half and the safety just, this grade 10 boy just made a nice, just play to, to get the, the wide receiver out of bounds. And uh, you know what, Carlton also executed probably the best onside kick I have ever seen in a high school game, like perfect execution. They, they popped it up in the air, um, nice and high to the sideline. And the play was like, they put a, a nice tall, I don't think he's a receiver. I think he's actually a defensive end who was there. Um, and he, he high pointed the ball, jumped up as high as he could and just tipped the ball out of bounds. And there's nothing we could do about it. Like executed to perfection. It was wild. Been there before. Hey, like they've uh, they've yeah. done that a time or two in uh, in in uh, showtime. Yeah. Wild. Oh, yeah. Now you guys head to Battleford this upcoming week. Yeah, we play in North Battleford on Saturday at two p.m. So if you're in the North Battleford area, come come uh, cheer on the old St. Mary Blue and uh and hopefully royal can... royal blue not the, yeah, not by navy blue. blue you know we'll get that navy blue out of here <laughs> yeah get that north <laughs> battle for navy blue 
Jordan, that's, uh, that's the old stomping grounds. This, blue now, right? this one's turning on the heartstring arm, and that's the old stomping <laughs> grounds versus you know my alma mater there. So it's uh that's a tough call for me, but you'll be uh you'll for sure. I you know there's I got a few things that I take care of this weekend, but that two o'clock game time is one of those things that is on my to-do list to go and check that game out. And it's gonna be a fun one because winner wins the league and then winner goes on to provincial semifinals. So so good yeah. luck to you. I know uh, I got some buddies there in Battleford that'll be listening and and most likely end up watching that game, if not coaching that game, if not refing that game. You know, I got all kinds of buddies there that'll be involved in that game somehow. But at the end of the day, just the same as your guys' game there, uh, I hope this one, you know, is just a good football game. I know you guys played in league play and it was, you guys lost in like the last play of the game or something like that. Like it was a real close game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think we lost by seven if i'm remembering correct and yeah it was like the last play of the game like we had the ball down in the red zone we had a chance to to score and we just we couldn't put it in um yeah boys battled real hard uh, i think that's what kind of helped us in in the carlton game here with the adversity is all season long we've been we've been battling against that adversity of being down and fighting and clawing our way back into games and this time we were actually finally able to to claw out enough to to pull out the win so yeah, skip um, over the hump yeah so hopefully we can do that against north Balford here as well and right some wrongs that happened absolutely well best of luck to you and best of luck to to uh to the boys and and hopefully when we come recording this podcast here episode 102 we got some uh some good news to talk about once again so We'll yeah. uh we'll get the episode going here. Um and you know before we get things going, I got to give a quick little uh, shout out to Jim Pattison Children's Hospital social media. You know we put out our stuff a couple months back, but they put out on their social media our picture there and did a little write up for us. So that was, that was really nice of them. I know it got shared on social media with lots of uh you know nice comments from uh, from family and friends and all kinds of people there across Saskatchewan. So so that was nice. So a little shout out to them and we'll uh. We'll hopefully, you know, continue on the right path here in, in our next donation this upcoming season, and hopefully we'll surpass the number from the last one. But we have um, Halloween's coming up here. It's not this weekend, but it'll be uh, on the Tuesday. So we record on Tuesday evening. So uh, this will be kind of like our Halloween edition of the episode. So our, uh, our quick question is going to be around uh, that segment. So without further ado, we will get to our... Uh, our quick question of the week. Time to find out. So next week is Halloween. And I think we do this question every year, but uh, I, I come to enjoy this question. In the spirit of Halloween, compare a fantasy player to a treat you get trick-or-treating. Uh, and Armand, uh, we'll start this one off with you. I'm putting you on the spot a little bit here. Yeah. Um, you know what? I, I went with Eckler here and I'm trying to rack my head on the candy. I'm going to, I'm going to say Tootsie Roll here. And this is Eckler this year. Okay. Um, you drafted Eckler. He, he looked good in the first round and then you've been missing him the last of the while here. So um, think about like first, first week is is last year halloween you really like what you get from from the tootsie roll at the end of last year halloween and then you're waiting this year to get a tootsie roll and then you get it this year and the first few tootsie rolls that you bite into are hard and gross 
And that's Eckler coming off of injury here. You know, like you got these old gross Tootsie Rolls and you're just hoping that you finally get to a fresh one. Um, and and that is what Eckler's going to do here is, is this week against Chicago, a nice soft matchup for him. He is going to be a nice fresh Tootsie Roll for you finally. And you're going to be happy that you have him and that you stuck with him for this whole time through the injury and through the two bad weeks. Um, but man, it, it wasn't very nice. It got stuck in your teeth a little bit and you carried it with you for, for a little bit after you ate it, because that's what Eckler did these last two weeks is you're carrying probably a loss with you for the last two weeks because he has not performed. Speaking of Eckler sidebar, uh, did you happen to make that trade? Not yet. I'm, uh, I'm in talks with him again, but I think he, he is not fully serious about it. I don't know. He, he kind of, I've told him to send it. He's got to send it. I can't believe you didn't make it to begin with. I thought that was a good deal, but it's funny because the player you talked about and the player I'm about to talk were, uh, were both involved in this deal. So (laughs) I'm, uh, you're not going to like this one, Armin, but uh, I'm talking about Calvin Ridley and Calvin Ridley is double bubble. And (laughs) for any of you at home that have ever had double bubble, you know, I'm talking about like that first couple chewy bites. It has so much sugary flavor where it's like you can't even keep up with like trying to like not drown in like the spit saliva of sugar that is the double <laughs> bubble. It's like you're constantly like swallowing the like the sugary flavor. And then after like two or three like chewy bites, there is bland. There's nothing to it. It's flavorless. It's just like a wad of like nothing. So then you're chewing on it, chewing on it. And the only way to make this salvageable is you unwrap another double bubble. You read the comic and you throw another piece in until you've had like seven pieces of double bubble in your mouth. Constantly rinse and repeat. You got like a nice chewy bite, bland, 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 nice chewy bite, bland, bland. And that's what Calvin Ridley's fantasy season has been this year. He started off the first week against Indianapolis and we're like, oh my God, double bubble is unbelievable. This is so good. The comic was hilarious. You chewed on that piece of gum. He got eight, eight receptions, 11 targets, 101 yards, one toddy, double bubble is on rail. And then it goes bland, 4.2 fantasy points, bland, 5.5 fantasy points. And then against Atlanta in, uh, in London, you get a touchdown just to salvage the week. So you got 10.8 fantasy points, but only two targets and 38 yards. So kind of bland, but like that's where you're thinking about, you know what, maybe I'll throw another piece in. And then he gets you 17.10. Eight targets, seven receptions, 122 yards. And you're like, oh yeah, I put another piece of double bubble in my mouth. I got a big wad in now. This flavor is back. And then eventually the flavor starts to uh, fizzle again, 4.6. And this past week against New Orleans, one point, one reception, five yards, one fantasy point. So I don't know if this week against Pittsburgh, um, I feel I'll foreshadow to my start of the week. This might be the week where you're, uh, you know, you're unraveling that brand new piece of double bubble and you're slapping some flavor back in there and you might need some jaw surgery for the fractured jaw of the 19,000 pieces of double (laughs) bubble you're currently chomping on. But 
Uh, it is a juicy matchup this week against Pittsburgh. So uh, I don't know if this is one of those ones where you're chewing on that crappy piece of double bubble until past the bye week of week nine when they go and play San Francisco. Or uh, if finally you're getting another piece of juicy double bubble flavor and, and you're going to finally remember that, uh, you know, double bubble is good. So I don't know what's going to happen this week, but uh, Calvin Ridley is double bubble. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm on that train right now too. I've been getting hurt too much by him. I drafted him in a lot of leagues this year. I thought he was gonna be a league winner for me. And holy am I eating my words a little bit right now because it's uh it's either really good or awful. And yeah, it's been too much awful. Like I'm not saying double bubble's terrible. I do like double bubble, but it's in short bursts and that's all you're getting from them. It's just they're moving the ball around too much. Calvin, yeah. we said, what happens if Zay Jones and Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk are all involved? And that's, and, and obviously Evan Ingram in there too. Like they're all involved. So you, you can't mm-hmm. have one guy that's just sustainability all the time when you're spreading the ball around. So double bubble's good. But you know what? I also like bubblicious. I also like uh, double bubble. I like uh, hubba bubba. You know, I, I like all the gum. So, but you can't have all the gum all at once or also just one massive combined flavor. So, I mean, Sometimes uh, sometimes one is good. Sometimes you got to mix it up and try something different. Uh, but I, that, as I'm saying this, I don't know if I ever got double bubble for Halloween. I think it might be more of like at the fair or like uh, or the parade, <laughs> maybe more than anything. But hey, yeah, we're going to go with it. We're going to go with it. it. You could get it, James. Yeah. Uh, so let's go studs and duds. Uh, we're going to skip insiders and headliners this week. I know there's. Um, some minor injuries and stuff like that. But for argument's sake, for time here, we're going to go into some of our uh, suds and duds. And uh, Armand, what a win last night for your boys. Like I know. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Did not expect that. Like, when I was looking at some of my bets, I was placing, I was like, okay, San Francisco minus 400 to win. I was like, that's just not worth it. Like, you would have to spend so much money to even make that salvageable. But I was thinking, like, you know what? Like, why wouldn't you? Just free money. Well, thank God a guy didn't because free money was not the answer. But uh, big win for your boys and uh, your stud belongs to uh, your team. Yeah, you know what? It, at the end of that game, though, I have to say this. I made a four-leg parlay, and it was Hawkinson, 75 receiving yards, um, McCaffrey, 100 combined yards, a George Kittle touchdown, and George Kittle, 50 yards. And at the end of the game, I was really hoping for San Fran to, to score so I could hit this big parlay because I needed a George Kittle touchdown. And I think it was like I was down to 12 yards from CMC. And I was like, come on. Yeah, I just needed a Hawkinson touchdown for so many of my parlays to hit. But yeah, no dice, I guess. Wasn't in the cards last night. Yeah. Um. So yeah, my, my stud is Jordan Addison. And yeah, man, did he have a breakout? Finally broke out here. Seven catches for 123 yards, two touchdowns for 28.8 half point PPR points. Uh, man, like he looks good. He he pulled, I think, two PIs that were pretty big during the game too. That really helped in field position. Um, when when Jefferson gets back, this is going to be a potent one-two punch. Um, this offense will be be moving the ball a lot and and. Uh, my my dad will kind of talk about uh how the offense is going to get even better too um 
but I won't uh, ruin that too much. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess I can go into uh, my stud of the week. And my stud is like, he's the old trusty Rusty. He's the old reliable. He's the, you know, guaranteed Kit Kat you're going to get in your Halloween candy. And that's, uh, <laughs> that's Travis Kelsey. Red label and everything. Uh, 13 targets, 12 receptions, 179 yards and a touchdown. 29.9 fantasy points. Uh, I know it was uh, tough sledding for a little bit for Travis Kelsey owners with the injury. I missed time. And then, you know, the the uh, limited touches and the limited snaps and all that stuff. But uh, Travis Kelsey's back. He is the, uh, you know, trusty Rusty. He's the guy that, that uh, you drafted him to be. And now uh, Travis Kelsey is, uh, I think it was the first time we even had him for a stud of the week. Cause just because of, you know, yeah. the circumstances that he's been through, uh, through the first six or seven weeks, I suppose. So, I'm glad to, I, like I, I mentioned on the pod before, I have him on very many of my fantasy teams uh, and I'm very happy to have him back in uh, at full strength. So um, going into our duds, I, I, I actually never even realized that you had uh, your, your, who your dud was there and how you mentioned, you know, <laughs> the same foreshadowing. I was like, okay, I'm curious. I went and looked and now it makes sense to me, but uh, your dud of the week, Armin. Um, he had eight carries for 39 yards, which isn't actually bad on efficiency. But when you think about, I think the majority of that 16 yards came from one carry itself at the beginning of the game. Um, then it doesn't look as good. And then he had two catches for three yards. Um, and that makes him 5.2 half point fantasy points. And you know what? Like he's kind of not been good all season. I'll say it. He's like kind of a dud weeks one through seven anyways um and that's why the vikings went out and traded for cam Akers. he looked good too like he looked yeah and that that's what i was about to say is like he's looking good he looked really good in the screen game he was running the ball really well and if you were watching that game you saw cam Akers in the game in those critical drives at the end of the game getting all of the touches all of the offensive snaps in the critical moments. And that just means that they, they're losing trust in Madison and they're trusting Cam Akers even more. Um, so like Jordan, I offered you a trade already for Cam Akers, right? Yeah. Yep. I declined um, I'm it. actively shopping for Cam Akers and that's how much, you know, I put the pod before my own fantasy because yeah, I, I just straight out told one of the owners that I'm trying to get Akers off of right now is <laughs> I want him. <laughs> hey, you also were trying to get Kenneth Walker in there too. Like it was not yeah. just a cat maker straight Yeah, up. yeah I'll <laughs> say that. Yeah, yeah. But everyone knows how I feel about Walker. Yeah, you're you're always trying to get <laughs> Kenneth Walker. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I was, I was you're, trying you're to sneak are... Akers in there to see if maybe uh, throw in. You no, own him or you're bite. pursuing him. There's no in between. Yeah. So uh, let me know, Jordan, what I can do to to sweeten that pot for you. Hey, there. don't worry, we'll talk. We'll talk. Okay. And we'll, then, uh, yeah, another another guy. I'm I, I'm trying to get him in the dynasty league in LML there. So um, those are the two that uh, that I thought I might be able to make a stab at at trading for him, where I might have the the right pieces to to leverage the the deal. Um, but um, anyways. Yeah, he Acres is looking good. Madison is out, um, and it might take a week or two yet for Cam Acres to fully take over. But I I could see him being the guy moving forward. And like you said, he's looking good. 
Um, and this offense will be humming with Addison going when Jefferson's back and Cam Akers and Hawk. Um, I really like our offense in in Minnesota. It's just the defense needs to start figuring out its uh getting its poop in order here. Yeah, no kidding. I think uh, <clears throat> I, I just think you know they. I was shocked a little bit how how poorly Minnesota has produced so far in this season, but I think they're starting you know, like they're putting things together and they're not. Uh, I don't think they're a giveaway game for the rest of the season as they were perceived the first five or six games of the of the season. Yeah, and if you look at their their schedule for the rest of the year, it's a good schedule. Like all winnable games, the the toughest opponent they have is is Detroit for the rest of the season. Um, and Detroit has a really good team this year, but sorry, Jordan, it's not Philly or Kansas City or something whoa, like that. Whoa, you know? whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Take it easy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, I'll go into my dad. <laughs> Excuse me. And my dad is not a panic alarm. You know, I'm still all in on this guy. Um, there was, uh, you know, he, he had a case of the drops. He's to start the game. Uh, but Pukunakua had his game and it, and. I don't know if this is going to be one of those ones where they both can be sustainable because so far we've seen where Cooper Cup has been very good and Puka has been, you know, lackluster. And then we've seen where Puka is very good and Cooper Cup's lackluster. And we haven't quite seen where they both gel and they both live in, in the fantasy greatness of a week yet, but he had seven targets. So it wasn't for a lack of, you know, potential. He had seven targets, but only two receptions for 29 yards. Uh, no touchdowns, but he also had a two-point convert uh, for 5.9 fantasy points. Uh, so if it wasn't for that two-point convert, uh, this could have been a disaster of a week for Cooper Cup. Uh, and like I said, this isn't a sound the alarms. This isn't a panic trade. This isn't any of that thing. If maybe it's uh, you know a possible buy low window, which uh, buy low window for Cooper Cup seems uh, like almost like an oxymoron, I guess. But um, I'd be pursuing him. You know, I'm not panicking, but uh, you know even even the stars have have some down games. So one of those ones where seems like we always talk about Cooper Cup, this un, unmovable, unstoppable object. But sometimes, you know, we're we're in this world where maybe maybe the two of them can't live cohesively, and it's going to be one eating into the other, and vice versa. So we'll see what happens here. Uh, I know this upcoming week is going to be an interesting one where I'll be watching us against the Cowboys. Uh, that's like a very hot and cold team, uh, very very solid defense. So I'm curious on what will happen with that offense in that matchup, but. Uh, you know, that's one that uh, well, time will tell on that one. So going into um, our upcoming week here, we have teams coming back off the bye week. We welcome back Carolina, uh, Cincinnati, Dallas, Houston, the Jets, as well as the Titans. And then this upcoming week, we have no bye teams, which is super dumb. Like, how do you go one week <laughs> in the middle of the season to have six bye weeks? And then all of a sudden slapped out in the middle of the season, there's no bye week. Well, yeah, we have you know, teams by week through 12, 13, 14. Like, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. I, I saw you write that in the in the docket there, which is so dumb. And I just chuckled and I saw that. And yeah, I agree. Like, what the heck? Why is there no bye week this week? Like, it's what's dumb. going on? Like, that's a, just a, that's a, that's a, that's a mistake in the schedule. Like, that's just yeah. dumb. But well, anyhow, like, to have the bipocalypses that we have, yeah. like, could be avoided if we yep. had how about uh, how about two bye weeks last week and four this week or vice versa or like get rid of week 14 buys and put the week 14 buys in week eight like a normal person would think like that's <laughs> i know dumb but like regardless, a normal person would do. <laughs> we 
now we got a full slate at least i guess more games for us to watch in week eight i suppose but uh we're hitting the halfway point too of the fantasy season where we have uh not necessarily the full fantasy season but the, the fantasy regular season uh most end on the week 14 then we have 15 16 17 uh playoffs so we are we're at that halfway point where it's time to start making some moves. And I know next week we're going to talk about some trade four targets and trade away targets. Um, just try and make that late push as the, you know, the fantasy fantasy trade window is, is, a, is approaching shortly and uh, NFL trade window is coming up in less than a week's time as well. So that being said, we will get into our starts of the week and uh, last week, once again, uh, you know, I, I was pleasantly surprised with uh, how we did. The one I was really concerned about was the Raheem Mostert sit, which you had, and that was a great call, Armin. And I was pretty concerned about my Rishi Rice uh, start, just because it was one of those uncertainty. I don't know, you know, the the trend says I should do it. The bye week says I should do it. And both of the ones I was pretty concerned about, they both hit. So look at us go. <laughs> let's, let's do it again. <laughs> Um, yeah. let's hear your, uh, let's start with your start of the week, Armin. Well, you know, at my start of the week, we're going with a, a hot hand here and we're going to just keep riding that hot hand because I think this is his breakout here and we're legit witnessing what he can do. Um, he's a great talent, Canadian talent as well. And I've liked him coming out of college, but we just quite haven't seen him break out yet. And that's Josh Palmer. Um, from the Los Angeles Chargers, filling in admirably, admir- admirably <laughs> for the injured Mike. Found out all the syllables there, Armin. You're good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and they got a nice matchup this week against Chicago, and kind of the same with the the Eckler start here is that Chicago isn't uh, great at stopping um, people on defense. Los Angeles can put up points, but you know what else? Los Angeles stinks at defense as well. Ooh, so yeah. um, you got to imagine that points are going to be flying left, right, and center in this game, hopefully. Um, and and Josh Palmer is going to continue to do what he's been doing. And he's been getting lots of targets. And he's been putting up yards. He's been uh, a steal off the waiver wire this year so far. Yeah, I'm going to talk about a steal off the waiver wire. Like, Not that... <laughs> This guy was necessarily a waiver wire guy, but definitely was a uh, a late round draft pick. And and I on, in some leagues he probably was a waiver wire uh, pickup too. And he's been a pleasant surprise. And I foreshadowed a little bit uh, in my last segment there about the bubble gum. Uh, and that's Christian Kirk. Uh, he's been a pleasant surprise for for a lot of people. Um, and he's been putting up very good numbers. Uh, week one he struggled, uh, only one point four fantasy points. Then you had 16, uh, 0.5, 13.5, 12.5, 11.5, 12.5, and then 16 this past week against Indianapolis. He's been uh, very consistent. Uh, he's been having a very good season. Last year, he was uh, very, very good uh, throughout the year. A uh, very reliable target for uh, Trevor Lawrence. And this week, uh, like I previously mentioned, he has Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh is the number two behind the Chargers. Uh, that Arma is talking about their terrible defense. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are the number two team uh, for fantasy points given up to the wide receiver, averaging 28.4 fantasy points a game. Uh, so this one, 
it comes with, you know, an asterisk, uh, a little bit of a recommendation, a little bit of concern, because that could come in, you know, like I mentioned previously, it could be a Calvin Ridley game. Uh, so that's why this one isn't a lock and loaded, like, yeah, duh, Jordan, you're talking about starting a guy that everybody's starting anyways. Uh, it's a great matchup, but I know there's a lot of people that are hesitant of starting, a, excuse me, starting Christian Kirk, just because of the revolving door of who's going to get the ball for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, um, I do think that he uh, he could have a great game. I do believe Calvin Ridley could have a great game. It's just one of those ones you plug him in and you just hope for the best. But uh, the numbers do support it when they're averaging 28.4 fantasy points given up to uh, to the wide receiver position. So I'd be slapping old Christian Kirk in my lineup uh, for sure. So the week, Armand, and we'll wrap up episode 101. All right, so my sit of the week, I'm going with a, a top 10 running back so far this season as my sit, and that's Brian Robinson, the uh, Washington uh, Commanders um, running back against Philly this week. And there's been a trend all season. You look at his stats. I know he's top 10, and he puts up good points. When Washington is winning, and do you really think, like, who's betting on Washington having a lead in this game? I'm not. I, I'm not making that bet. I'm not making that wager. Sounds like okay? a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like Washington needs to be winning for Brian Robinson to be on the field and getting touches. Um, his snap share goes way down when they're losing. You look at Buffalo, you look at Chicago, they, which who they actually lost to, but like he was at 37% snap share, 36% snap share against Chicago. And then even this week, like they lost to the Giants. And you can see 49% under 50. Any game where they are in the lead, he's above 50%. But any game where they're losing or behind, he is below 50%. Okay, And I'm going to guess that Philly is going to have the lead most of the game. And it's going to be Antonio Gibson this week getting the touches for Washington out of the backfield. And in the passing game, not Brian Robinson. I'm trying against it. I was actually looking at Gibson in a couple leagues where it's like, you know, that might be a little sneaky start. So, I mean, I'm definitely not against that for sure. Um, my mm-hmm. sit of the week, <clears throat> this one sucks uh, because I have him in two leagues and I was watching it thinking, Hey man, like this has uh, been a good week. He actually looks pretty good in the game. He's been, uh, he's been explosive. He looks fast. And I couldn't say that for most of the season so far for Najee <laughs> Harris, but <clears throat> 14 attempts. 53 yards and a touchdown. He also had three receptions for 15 yards. Uh, He got 14.3 fantasy points, and that's his best production on the year, which, you know, 14.3 isn't earth-shattering. But, I mean, that's very, very good for a guy that most people probably didn't have in their starting lineups. Uh, For sure, probably a depth piece for their uh, running back positions so far this, this season. But... You know, I wouldn't be chasing those points. That's kind of the moral of the story here. Uh, as I mentioned, I've been watching a lot of statistics and teams. Uh, I'm going back to that Jacksonville game. I just talked about Pittsburgh. Now I'm talking about uh, the Jacksonville defense. And uh, just as bad as Pittsburgh has been against the wide receivers, the Jacksonville Jaguars are the opposite to running backs, only giving up 12.2 fantasy points per game to the running back position. Uh, I know this team... Is trying to establish the run, but there's so many variables that go against. I know Najee ha- did look good in this game, but not only are they a good uh, rushing defense, and then you also have the concerns that this is a split backfield between uh, Jalen Warren and Najee Harris. 
it's concerning. Uh, there's just a lot that I would go against. If anything, I'd be maybe trying to flip Najee right now. And like I said, put the pod first. I know a lot of people that are in a lot of my leagues. I'm trying to flip Najee in those leagues. So I'm going to say that part really, really quietly <laughs> as I try and flip <laughs> Najee this week. But uh, I wouldn't be looking to chase those points, unfortunately, just because of the uh, circumstances. If he does really good against Jacksonville this week, and then uh, I'm willing to have those points sit on my bench and be like, okay, well, maybe it is full systems go for Najee moving forward because two good weeks, especially against a, a good defense, that I'd be uh, pleasantly surprised for that for sure. So, Yeah, uh, no, Najee is definitely scary going forward for the rest of the season. I'm, yeah. I'm scared. Any uh, Anything you want to add here, Army, before we uh, wrap up this puppy? You know what? Go St. Mary's. Let's go. Shout out to the boys. I know I shouted them out at the beginning, but they're going to be fired up if they listen to it. And I know there's a few of them that have because uh, they know we got a pod. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, good luck, uh, Armand. Uh, good luck to you. Good luck to the team. Good luck to the boys. And uh, I'm hoping for uh, for a great football game for for both sides. That's enjoyable and growing growing the sport across Saskatchewan for sure. And it's always nice to see, uh, you know, two rural rural teams. Like I call it rural, even though, you know, we are larger cities, but <laughs> it's rural football where it's not just, you know, the Saskatoon and the Regina teams where we're starting to see these programs grow and develop and, and to become some, uh, some great football teams. So good luck to you guys uh, on behalf of Zach, who couldn't be here today. Uh, myself and Armin, thank you very much for listening to episode 101 of the fantasy football podcast. Um, I guess good luck in your matchups. Uh, have fun trick or treating. I know this Monday, uh, this upcoming Monday, the Lions playing the Monday night, and then uh, I think we're gonna be trying to record on the Monday night because Tuesday is trick or treating on the Tuesday and what have you. But uh, regardless, and uh, have fun getting out there, enjoy your matchups, and uh, good luck this week. Um, enjoy some football. Take care, everybody. Let's talk soon. 